Hey everybody, you are listening to the Zero Altitude Outdoor Podcast with your host, Brandon Garrett. For this podcast, we would like to thank Texas Torches, offering quality lighting solutions at affordable prices. Our favorite are their headlamps, the Elite Series and the Predator Series. Super bright LED, fully waterproof, rechargeable. Backed by a limited lifetime warranty. That's Texas Tough. You can reach them at texastorches.com. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode Zero Altitude Outdoors. I'm Brandon and I'm on the line with Shelby. What's up, dude? What's going on, Brandon? Out here in West Virginia, down here in my office at the house. <laughs> so Shelby's back home. Um, it's really hard for us to uh, do stuff together since we live so far apart. So we're doing everything we can, trying every platform we can, and experimenting to try to get you guys some content and uh, to make it the best as we can. But uh, <clears throat> anyway, it's been a while since we had a podcast. Man, we've been busy working on some other projects. Um, some other videos that I've been putting together have been behind, so I've been trying to put that, you know, uh, up in the priority list. And uh, I've got some good stuff coming. So uh, today we want to talk a little bit about our gear list. Uh, seems to be a question among hunters uh, nowadays, especially new hunters. There's a lot of new hunters coming in uh, to the scene. So, you know, we just wanted to, to give a breakdown of, you know, what we run, why we, why we run it, um, just a little bit of our experience, you know. Um, we're, we're not professionals by any means, but this is just what we learned and we'll just share our experiences with you guys. So we got a few questions um, <clears throat> that we've been asked that we want to go over before we go through our gear list. What do you think about that? That sounds good get these questions knocked out. So first question is, what determines our gear list and how does that differ from each hunt that we go on? So what do you think about that? That's a great question. (laughs) That is a great question. So what determines our gear list? Well, I would start with time of year. What season? Right. are we going to be uh, hunting in? Mm-hmm. Hey, that that's gonna that's gonna be your your basis for what type of gear and necessities that you would need to uh, make make that hunt possible. Right. It all starts with you know what what type of hunt are you looking for? You know, uh, archery early season hunt, um, a late season hunt. You know, cold. Um, do do you want to uh, pack in? You know, backpack, pack in, never come back. Or, you know, do you want a spike camp or do you got a big fifth wheel? It all depends on what type of hunt that you're looking for and what season it is. That's how we, that's where we start as a basis of uh, what gear we're going to need. So, like in Montana, this hunt right here, it's our early archery season hunt for us. Um, We've been to Montana before. Um, Montana's kind of like, Colorado it may be uh, 
85 degrees at one point in the day and another part of the day it's snowing. <laughs> yep. So we have seen that. Uh, or a little, a little afternoon rain shower in the mountains. That seems to happen every day. But uh, With a little bit of hail mixed in. Yeah. So to answer that question, I think it all starts with, you know, what, what kind of hunt you're looking for, what season it is, and uh, what type of experience that you want. Or, or, you, or, you know, the area. Maybe the area that you're going in, you know, won't allow a pack in. You know, what if it's too small and it's just a day hunting area? You know what I mean? Right. So, anyway, that was a great question. Um, next question is, what holster do you recommend? So, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming he's talking about pistol holster, chest holster. Okay, he says chest holster or side holster. So I believe he's talking about uh, weapon. You know, I'm guessing bear country. Yeah, I would, well, um, it's funny, it's funny we got that question too because I am actually in the process of picking my holster um, for my pack, what we did in Montana two years ago. So what I was running was with my Badlands Vario pack, my Vario 65, I had a, a little holster built in mm -hmm. uh, side of it. And it was okay uh, for us in bear country, but that wasn't ideal for, for me. It would, it would have kind of worked, but there was a couple of problems that I, that I, you know, that I didn't like is number one, when I took my back off, my gun went with it. Yeah, that's a, that's a it, big one. Yeah, it didn't stay with me. Um, yep. The other problem that I had is it was on the waistband, you know, around the waistband on the side, but it was a little far back and it was a little not, it wasn't natural, a natural draw for me. So that, it it got us through. The, luckily, thank goodness we didn't need to uh, to, <laughs> to use fire it. or need that <laughs> weapon. Yeah. But um, I saw yours, which I'll let you talk about a little bit. Um, I saw your setup uh, with the chest deal that you got, mm -hmm. um, and I, I really I really like that. But I, I'll let you since you ran that uh, at that time. I, I'll let you talk about that. Okay, so I run the Razco gear, the Razco chest holster. It, it attaches to the bottom of my harness. I have it right here, actually. So that's it right there. Um, it attaches, it attaches to the bottom of my FHF gear harness. Okay, and uh, I mean, it's right here. I like it. I mean, it's not in the way. It's not bulky. Um, it's rugged. And it's real tight. I can you can snug up the straps, but it's right here. And arms reach. It's kind of a natural reaching area, and um, kind of like Shelby mentioned, man, I, I have it when I take off my pack. I still have it on me. And, uh, so it's really fast. I'm very fast with it. And I still have it on me. Uh, if I have to pull off my pack for some reason, you know, if you if you pull off your pack once you down an animal or whatever, you still have it. You know, we take breaks and everything else. So you want to be ready. Um, and, you know, I really didn't think about all of that when I got it, but I'm, I'm glad I got it. <laughs> but yeah. I, I do, I do like it. 
And I do see more positives and negatives with it. And it's been a good one. I got two of them now, actually. I got one for my nine millimeter and one for my 45. So this year I'll be uh, running my 45. So good question. Well, and, and, and with that, so with my bino system, I, I have the Badlands Bino XR. So I, I, I have my binos and my range finder in the same uh, pouch or in the same, in the same case. And it's magnetic where yours has the option to connect at the bottom. Mine does not. So I had to go out and research what type of different holsters. I looked at shoulder holsters. I looked at the chest holsters and I actually come across a alien holster chest holster and I'm going to actually be purchasing that to do that now what I can what we what we noticed in a couple of videos is we run that strap over the over the opposite shoulder and then I can run that holster a little bit lower towards my midsection and where it'll fit right under my bino harness kind of like what yours does it just won't be connected it'll be right I'll wear my chest my alien holster, put it on first, then my Bino XR, then my pack. Right. So you're, you're transitioning from a side holster to a chest holster. Correct. So that's a good one, guys. Um, highly recommend the chest holster. Um, Rasco Gear makes a good one. Uh, and, and you found what, Alien Gear? Alien Gear, yep. Alien Gear. I can give a shout out to um, who who kind of turned me on to that was um, PNW Huntress. Uh, she's uh, she's on on Instagram. She's with the Badlands uh, Pro Staff. So she uh, I, I saw her with it. She just did an Alaskan trip, and I reached out to her, and she she shot me a, a a little video and a link. So I was able to pick that up and check it out. And Brandon and I looked at it, and uh, like I said, so for me, and I watched Brandon, so Brandon was very quick on the draw um, with that holster. Very easy for him to get access to it. And what we actually ended up doing is talking about it is in a, in a bear situation, if we came in contact with it, Brandon's going for his gun. I'm going for the bear spray. Um, just because my holster, like I said, on the, on the waistband of that was not ideal on my pack. Mm -hmm. And I was able to get my bear spray way faster. Yeah. I could get Yeah. You don't want to be fumbling in the moment. <laughs> no, no, no. So for me watching you get as quick of a draw with your, with that chest holster, um, plus having it on you all the time, you know, for whatever we're doing, um, the only time that you really took it off is, you know, when we were back at camp and getting ready to go to bed, mm -hmm. but it was still close by. Yep. Oh yeah. Always, it's always close by. And so that just kind of sold me on, on going with the chest rig versus some, uh, you know, cause we even looked about, I forgot to mention, we even looked at the thigh rig. Um, right. but I have worn the thigh rigs, uh, for other purposes mm -hmm. and the much movement and hiking and thick terrain and cover that we go through, I just don't see that being a viable, yeah. a viable. Hate to, uh, you know, we already got to worry about 
possible blisters and everything else as much as we hike and do everything you know we don't want to have to worry about more on our legs <laughs> yeah, exactly uh you know another positive to a chest rig is you know for example we're, we're in bear country you know if if it's on your holster on your you know a side holster on your your pack you are either going to leave that on your pack or you're going to have to pull that pistol out okay by having it on us at all times man we're cooking you know we're cooking it up and, you know we're having drinks and stuff like that do you have that on you so when you're cooking and that scent's going down if you get a surprise by a bear you have it on you that's right so that's another positive all right that's a good uh good question there all right <clears throat> moving on to our next question so uh, they asked what are some things that you can cut out or do without you want to take this one sure <laughs> a couple of things could pop pop to mind when we did our um colorado um hike in <laughs> That's exactly what came to my mind. <laughs> <laughs> we had good intentions and we wanted to try to prepare for everything, but we were a little over zealous, I believe, in uh, in picking what we were going to take, um, and we ended up having some seriously heavy packs to go. We did. I, I forget how how far did we? It was ten ten miles? So like twelve miles. Yeah, we were twelve. Twelve miles. Um, yeah. With eventually twelve. The first day. Our first uh, camping spot was ten, yeah, but we ended yeah, up at twelve. Yeah. So, I would say right off the bat, we brought too many clothes. For sure. And uh, and food. I would lump some food in there. I think we brought a little too much food with us that we could have gotten by lightening the load a little bit. There, we could have changed some options. Uh, but the the big one I think was the clothes. For sure. So um, <clears throat> I'm going to chime in um, for sure clothes. I think you and I both had a couple sets of pants and shirts and long sleeves and jackets and <laughs> hoodies, work hoodies, wardrobe, everything in there. Um, and, you know, we pretty much stayed in our same pants the entire time. You know, we... we we stayed in our base layers, I believe, the entire time. The only thing we changed out was our socks. Yep. So we had three or four pairs of socks a piece, and we were constantly rotating them. Um, but we pretty much stayed in everything else, you know, plus or minus a hoodie. We might have put on a hoodie. I don't think I ever put on the jacket. Well, yeah, well, I, I did one night, a horrible night. Um, had the jacket on and the slicker, and it was still horrible and wet. But um, <clears throat> other than that, man, we never put on the, the jackets and all the other junk that we had. Um, we never had to layer up, really. So we had way too many clothes. You can cut some clothes out. Just, you know, look at what you got. If you think you can manage, um, I would definitely pull what you can out. Uh, you know, without, you know, causing yourself to freeze to death. You know what I mean? Right. Um, food so you and i both we we gathered our daily food we had, we had ziplocs of our daily food 
we had everything, you know, breakfast, dinner, uh, supper, snacks in between, mountain ops in between that, extra snacks in between that. <laughs> we had a ton of food. And uh, I, I know for me, myself, I, when I weighed my back, um, my bag of food, I had, a, I had my bag of food for nine days. It was 15 pounds. I, I guarantee you after the seven days or eight days we stayed in there, can't remember. Eight. Was it seven or eight? Eight. Eight, eight. eight. So after the eight days, I probably come out with 12 pounds of food still. <laughs> it's amazing, right? It was. And, and I, I think, uh, you know, I counted the calories and all the junk. You know, I think it was like 3,000 or 3,500 a day is what I kind of went for because it was higher elevations and we planned on 10 miles a day and you know we figured we'd be burning a lot so i had a lot but yeah definitely i'm cutting that out i'm gonna cut that out this year actually we're gonna slim down this year um so i would i would uh you know observe your food and uh, if you can cut corners there i would look there um, another one comes to mind is optics, man. Was it you or you or no, it was you that carried the freaking spot and scope. Yes. How's that? That, well, that's, a, <laughs> that's, uh, well, again, I think like that's where we say where we, you know, we, we come to the conclusion on our hunt is one, well, you know, when you, you may think that you're going to be able to use it. But once you get there and you evaluate your, you know, in your area and you realize that you can't use it, you, know, you might want to, we might want to shuck that extra 10, 12 pounds. Yeah. You know, we made the decision to take it anyway. Everything looks different on Google Earth and, you know, Go Hunt Maps and Onyx Maps. Um, you really need to put boots on the ground and put your eyes on everything. Everything's a lot bigger. It always is when you get there. The timber's taller, the mountains are bigger. Um, we should have made the decision right then to leave in the truck. Yeah. But, you know, the, 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 the whole thing of not knowing, you know, the unknown, um, the plans that we had, it looked like there was a place to use it. So we took it and that was an extra eight to nine pounds that we had a tote 12 miles deep and we were going uphill the whole time. So, um, if you can get by with a good set of binos, you know, the Timber 42s, man, they're like the all around, you know, you can do a lot of things with those. And, uh, if you can get by with those, if you're on a, if you're on a backpack style hunt, you know, this is when I'm cutting this stuff out. You know, correct. Um, right. So if, if you're on a, a, a day hunt or, you know, a nice, nice hunt where you're coming back to a lodge or camper or whatever it may be, you know, you, you know, or, or ATV, you know, you can carry a, a few more things, but if you're hiking in there, yeah, you know, just take a look at your gear and if you can cut corners and do without, then ounces is pounds. No question. Well, and I think, you know, a good thing to throw in there is, like you were saying with the 10 by 42, if you bring your tripod 
and you throw those 10 by 42s on the tripod, that just adds another level yeah. of, you know, scouting with those binos that are really shoot effective. You. Shoot yeah, man. It makes a big difference. So if you, like you said, if you, if you think you can shuck it, especially during an archery hunt, I think if we moved over to a rifle hunt, I think yeah. we've already come to the, you know, standard yeah. that we're going to have the scope period on a rifle. Yeah, we're not, we're not leaving it behind. <laughs> that is a, uh, and, 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 you know, that's a good point to this question too. I don't know if this question was pertaining to archery hunt archery hunting or rifle hunting sure so that 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 brings a good point if you're rifle hunting i would do everything in my power to bring that spot and scope you know and the phone and scope. the phone scope yep yes sir yeah yeah that that's cost us bulls it really has yep. um if you you or you and your buddy can withstand the pounds uh that's a glassing game in, in the later later hunts um so yeah, that cost us. Um, all right. So next question, and this is a big one. So I'm new to elk hunting, and what what are the must-have essentials that I would need? <laughs> well, I would say your number one, or it could be number two, but I would say number one, you need a good pair of boots. Sure. Mountain yeah. climbing, good ankle support boots. Yep, 100%. You know, if, if you're a whitetail hunter or never hunted at all, um, usually whitetail hunters have some sort of hunting boot. Um, I know I did. I had uh, like Danners and I had the Under Armour kind. Um, they will get you by. I don't suggest them for you know, long periods of time. <laughs> right. I suffered tremendously. Or if you were trip. a mid Midwest whitetail hunter like me, you had muck boots. And yep. that would not get you by. No, definitely not. Now, I, uh, after my first year of suffering, I did buy Krispies. And I got them right here. Um, these are the Guide Series. Uh, they're the taller boot. Um, the non-insulated, I like the non-insulated. Um, I've never had insulated boots, um, just because my feet sweat. Um, so if I am cold, I just wear a thicker wool sock, a merino wool sock. Um, <clears throat> so that's what I do. I change my socks from light to medium to heavy, and I just keep the non-insulated boots. But I highly recommend Crispy. I've been running them for four years, five years. Yeah, five years this year. And uh, I've got three pair, and they are a lifesaver. They will save your ankles. Big <laughs> time. Uh, there is a couple other brands out there as well. I just, I can only speak for Crispy. Um, I talked, um, well, I really didn't even have to talk much. Shelby seen uh, my boots after the first year, and he, he had his own after that. <laughs> got two pair. Two pair, yeah. So, uh, boots is a big one. Uh, that's good. Um, I say a pack. I got this pack right here. So again, most most uh, normal 
everyday hunters don't have the big pack, you know, the pack system that you'll need for big game. Uh, you know, hauling lots of gear, heavy loads, packing quarters out. Um, you're definitely going to need one. That's a must-have that you're going to have to buy. Um, you can get by. There's a few cheaper packs out there, but um, me, I like quality. I like quality stuff. They ain't cheap. They, they're, they're not cheap. Um, I run this Mr. Ranch. It's the Marshall. This is 6,400 cubic inch. Um, I have three different Mr. Ranches, but on this hunt, um, I'm going to carry this one and I'm going to carry the Mule, which is a day pack. So I, I want options. Okay. I'm going to carry this big pack in case we have to hike in. That's not the plan, but I want that pack with me, you know, in the truck, in the trailer. Um, I'll, I'll, I'm going to use it first. Um, that way I have the extra, you know, space and gear, and, you know, for all my, all my stuff that I need for several days. And this pack, I stayed eight days and was just fine. Um, but the mule, I have the mule that it goes off the same pack frame. Um, this is the Godlight MT frame. I can just literally unbuckle it, buckle on the mule, and I'm good to go to day hunt. And you, you kind of run a same, uh, similar setup too, right, uh, Shelby? Yeah, I have the. Well, I went from the Vario 65, which was 6,500 cubic inches, and I went to their MRK6, which is 6,000. So about 500 cubic inches less, but it did the job on our eight-day Colorado hunt. So I was pretty pleased with that. But you're out, you hit the nail on the head. You you have to have a pack that is designed for that type of hunt and that type of terrain because you got to think about carrying an animal out. You've got to think about carrying your gear. You got to think about water, and to go with something you know, to get, just kind of get you by, skate by, you're not going to, you're not going to be happy, number one, and it's not going to perform and it won't last for sure. It will not last. Right. So I would say if you're, if you, if you can, you don't want to scrimp on the boots and you don't want to scrimp on the pack. Nope. You know, and I learned hard lessons on both of those right there. I had cheaper boots and just from the damp, of the morning dew every morning in the grass uh, up there in the mountain in Colorado, my feet would be soaking wet and I would have wet feet all day. And that's miserable. That was miserable. And, and I'll never forget in seven days, I, I killed my first bull with the bow on the last day of the hunt. And me and my brother had hiked 96 miles in those seven days and my feet were wet all week i ended up buying seal skin socks just to try to prevent my feet from getting wet and we <laughs> we wasn't even in snow or nothing it didn't rain nothing man that was just from the morning dew every day right so that, that should clue you in a good pair of boots to eliminate just a perfect hunt really right that's i mean that's yeah oh yeah that's a normal that's a that's a perfect hunt where you don't have you know extreme weather and that, let me tell you if if you don't want to spend the 
$500, $400 on a pair of boots and you want to try to get by, you can get by with boots. It just depends on your level of miserableness. But to try to save you from being like I did, I didn't have any of these right here. And you already know what I'm talking about, Chevy. Yes, sir. That's some gators. Gators. Didn't know about gators until you told me about the gators. Yep. Uh, yep. And I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be a little a little transparent, uh, which we try to be. Uh, when you told me about them, I'm thinking, man, I got waterproof crispy boots. I don't need no gators. <laughs> uh, I mean, I love the gators. Go gators. Shout out there, Florida. But this type of gator, trust me when I tell you, Brandon steered me in the right direction, and I, I will not, will not go to the Elk Woods without at least two yeah. pair of gators. That's yep. back up. That's how I'm back carry. Yep. That's a critical, critical uh, piece of equipment for us. Um, I guess it's everybody's opinion, but to us, that's uh, that's uh, essential. Um, even with crispies, I put the gators on when I'm hunting in snow or when it's nasty and muddy or when it's really wet, you know, uh, in the morning times, do stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> I use those gators and man, it really protects you from that water seeping in and running down your pants leg or it really protects you. I, I know the first time what made me a believer in these gators is, um, uh, I bought a pair just to try them out and I put them on. I never wore them before and it was in snow and I had read, you know, that, you know, the, the purpose of them and everything. So I was like, okay, I'm going to test this out. It was a foot of snow and uh, we hunted in that foot of snow in the high country in Colorado all day long. So we were hiking in that foot of snow and my feet, I never felt an ounce of moisture or, wetness my pants were dry my boots you know of course the the outside of your boots down by the toe and stuff you know it was wet but i unstrapped the gator and literally all the leather and stuff was still dry um oh, right then made me a believer if i didn't have those on i guarantee you my pants would have been wet and sopping wet you know crispies are awesome i don't think my socks would have ever got wet but just the fact that everything else is dry and nothing seeped in and oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's where, you know, I, I was going to say when I went to Montana rifle, um, two years ago, it was probably close to knee deep. Most of the areas that we were hunting in. Mm -hmm. And literally when we would stop to get at a glassing point or just stop for resting or eating, I would, you know, either change layering, you know, either, you know, layer up or layer down, depending on what we were doing. But I would take my gators off and every single time from the knee down, my pants were dry. And one of the things that I noticed is what, what, what there was a couple of times where you and I struck out, um, in, uh, I believe it was Idaho without our gators on early in the morning. And just what you were saying, it, which we didn't run into a lot of thick grass or anything that we were running in, but it was that thick or that morning morning wetness. And I remember my top of my socks from the pants, my just my pants. They didn't come mm -hmm. through the crispies. 
just the pants being wet and that wetness seat down to the top of my socks um yep. and and ran down almost to you know um, below the you know below the the boot a little bit inside mm-hmm. so that's where the gator is going to save you so if it's a hot and arid hunt you know if you're if you're hunting mule deer in august or something i mean i wouldn't recommend gators i wouldn't run them you know if you're hunting arizona or nevada or something like that i no, I, i'd leave them in the truck you know, i'd probably still bring them but <laughs> i'd leave them in the truck um, but if you're hunting any kind of weather Big, high, rugged, mountainous places, you know, uh, Montana, Colorado, Wyoming, I would definitely have them. Um, so you said something about water. I believe water is essential. Water bladder yeah. filtration system. Absolutely. That is something that normal hunters don't really deal with. Um, you know, when I was a whitetail hunter, I carried a bottle of water with me. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Uh, yeah, and I didn't carry that much of it because I didn't want to be peeing too much. So, exactly. Yeah, yeah. If if I did pee too much, that'd be my 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 pee bottle. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um. Anyway, so I run. Oh, Shelby, I like me for this one. I run the uh, the Badlands three liter. Um. It's a little bit bigger. I also have a platypus for a backup. They're both high quality, good brands. And I have no complaints against either one of them. And uh, that's just for the, the bladder. So for the filtration part, we run the, uh, the Sawyer Squeeze packs. And uh, so your hose is on your pack, right? So I took it off to display this. But it, it runs down into your bladder, connects to your bladder, and it runs to your, your strap. Well, we figured out over the years this quick connect system where you can disconnect your little uh, your little mouthpiece there and you can connect this uh, little gadget here. It screws into your filter. So you'll have a filter in between here. And let me see if I can get it above here. So you'll have a filter in here, and you can just gravity feed that into your bladder in your pack without ever pulling your pack apart and bladder out and all that stuff. That's what we used to do. Not no more. Nope. So that's uh, really convenient. That's a little tip for you. Um, but that's the water system that me and Shelby both run. He has the Badlands and I have uh, the Badlands and the Platypus. We both have the Sawyer Squeeze. You know, similar setups. Um, what do you think another essential is there, Shelly? Well, we covered boots, we covered packs, covered water filtration, water bladders. I think, well, every every hunter should have some kind of sleeping bag. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of some sort. I mean, surely. But it kind of changes the game when you go out west. Absolutely. You know, you have to. Yes. Yeah. So you have to change it up, man. You have to. You have to go. Um, the warmth to weight ratio. You have to start thinking about that. 
So you automatically want to think about lightweight, especially if you're going to be packing that jerker on your back. So you can't be carrying no big army cotton 80 pound sucker. <laughs> and the reason Brandon is mentioning that is because that's exactly <laughs> what I had. I had my extreme cold weather gear sleeping bag, which was phenomenal in the military back in the day but it weighs a ton it does i i have one an older an older one like that too <laughs> for for extreme cold climates um it ain't as quite as big and thick and heavy as his but you know and that's what i'm assuming all um like whitetail hunters or, or whatever uh, you know just regular campers that I'm, I'm assuming that's what everybody kind of starts out with right so we definitely had to change it up and um <clears throat> so i started looking into that and the sleep system that i have i went and bought here i got it right here i went and uh did my research and i went with the kuyu so this is a kuyu super down 850 feel on uh, the 30 degree now they had a few i think a zero and a 15 i believe um i got the 30 degree um, extreme lightweight that thing it just compacts to nothing you can't even tell you're carrying it and uh, you know really expensive when you're talking about super down anything it's really expensive and uh, <clears throat> so I'm buy once cry once and that's that's the one I got and it's been good to me for about four years um, for the uh, sleeping pad there's all kind of options out there um, you just have to test them out. Uh, there's foam options and air, air, you know, options. And I went with one um, that you air up. I can't even think of the name of it. Thermo something. What's it called, Shelby? <laughs> I'm drawing a blank. I know, me too. The static V, right? Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So, got the static V, the insulated one. Um, it's wide, it's rigid because I sleep on my side. Um, I like it. Um, it's did good for a couple years. I, I was surprised to get a couple years out of it. You know, most things that you got to air up, air up mattresses don't really last that long. So, um, anyway, it's done me well. I'm not opposed to looking into other options. I think that's, you kind of look, uh, looked into other options too this year, right? Yeah, I, I've got, um, I've got the Badlands uh, sleeping bag, uh, the Cinder. I have the uh, 30, 30 degree, and I have the zero, or the, actually it's a minus 10 um, degree one. Now the minus 10 is a little heavier, a little thicker um, than the 30, but um, there it's it's pretty lightweight. It's not as light as yours, um, which yours is like a feather. I mean, there's no doubt, man. That that thing is. <laughs> that thing is super nice, super light. Uh, so if you're worried about weight and you really trying to cut weight, uh, Brandon's is, is the way to go. No question. I don't think I don't think there's a lighter one out there made. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that thing's pretty light. Yeah, it's 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 like really having nothing. I mean, it's amazing how how warm it'll keep you. But uh, I went with the cinder, and then I just um, speaking of the pad, the sleeping pad, like you said, mine. 
Um, did last two seasons. I lasted actually two seasons. Take that back. But uh, wouldn't hold air on our last hunt in uh, Colorado. So I switched over to Badlands. They just put out a, um, a new pack, their chem pack or Camapad, and I'm going to try that. So far, I mean, I've, I've I've tested it here at the house. Seems to be okay. Um, but uh, you know, as anything, we like to put it through the test in the field in actual situations. Uh, For sure. But it seems well made. Um, it is, you know, it has a Badlands uh, lifetime unconditional warranty. So hopefully, I won't need to use that. <laughs> like a little more use out of the sleep pad, but. That's what I'm running. Um, you know, it's a little heavier. The 30, the 30 degree one is um, is co- a little compact. It'll pack down pretty tight, um, but it's still a couple pounds. Gotcha. Yep. So, uh, sleep system definitely. Uh, we would uh, recommend. You know, just suit whatever style hunt that you're aiming for, whether it be a universal one or something for extreme cold or something for early season. That's what I would suggest. Um, if you had the money, buy one for each. Um, and that's just your preference too. If you like the mummy bag, that's what mine is, is the, the bag, the mummy bag. But you, you can get the uh, the quilts. Uh, they make a lot, a lot of different options. Um, <clears throat> so it's preference for what, you, what you're looking for and what you want, but there's a lot of great options out there. I'm just definitely on the essential list for us. Yes. Something else that, you know, really um, was brought to my attention, and I put this on the essential list. When I started hunting out west, I knew nothing about public, private, Boundaries, lines, roads, yada, yada, yada. I, I knew nothing about none of that. You know, I'm from Louisiana. You know, hunted, uh, hunted on hunting clubs, right? River bottoms. And then moved to Texas. Texas is like minimum public land. So <laughs> I never had to worry about that. But... Hunting out west, you must have some sort of GPS or mapping system. No question about it. So, which brings to our other point of, we use Onyx. Uh, oh, Onyx and Go Hunt, actually. I'm not opposed to either one of them. But, um, man, you, you gotta have, you gotta have something. There's no doubt about it, you have to have something. Um, you have to know where you're at. Especially hunting public land. There's a lot of private out there. You have to know where you're at. That is your butt if you don't. Yep. And there's plenty of eyes watching you. For sure. Plenty of eyes. Um, but yeah, GPS, mapping software, there's, there's a, few new, a few options. You know, Onyx, uh, Go Hunt Maps has a new mapping software. Uh, Base Map, uh, Hunt Stand. I think they all have pretty similar capabilities um, but I, I would suggest looking into your options right there and getting one of them that you prefer um, I, I really like Onyx I've been with them the longest I run it on my phone um, you know, just an app or whatever and we got a bajillion waypoints 
and man, I live by that thing. Uh, it's it's killed me animals. Uh, it's kept me out of trouble. And uh, yeah, I live by that thing. <laughs> it's definitely worth the cost. You know, you can do especially with Onyx. You know, you can do a single state if you don't want to spend the money on on the um, all the states. You can just go with a single state, and it'll give you all the detail that you need, uh, the boundary lines, what's public, what's private, BLM, what's you know state lands. It it gives you everything. Plus, it has some other cool features that that you get there. But the biggest one is just knowing where you can where you're actually supposed to be yep that's the most important thing is just to make sure you know where you're at and to make sure you you are in your place where you're supposed to be legally <laughs> you know um especially if you're hunting boundary lines and stuff like that which we find ourselves doing all the time um yeah, you, you just gotta have one and you, you know you mentioned something about features nowadays you know, Onyx and, and Go Hunt, um, those two I use religiously, and there is a ton of features. Lots of features. Those things are awesome. Yeah. And, you know, I, I kind of find myself, you know, this can be a later podcast, but I find myself using both of them for different purposes. Right? Like, when you, you, you know, you zoom in, Use your, your your topo or your hybrid when you zoom in on Onyx and look at your hunting area and stuff like that and try to get the lay of the land, the trails and uh, the meadows and um, <clears throat> the dark timber, north facing slopes, and all that stuff. You know, sometimes when you zoom in, it turns to to snow. You know, they 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 take that shot when it's winter time, right? So you can't really get the the information that you want you normally can you can get you know elevations and everything else uh, angles but that you know I'll switch to to go hunt go hunt tends to have the earlier season shots of the same map the same area same topo um, same everything of that of that area seems to have the the green aspens you know the green grass that you can see through the trees you know the good north facing slopes you, you could tell it's you know bedding potential bedding areas you know so I, I find myself using both of them but you know we can talk about that later podcast so definitely uh, a must have another uh, another must have so I have it right here is cooking system yeah that's important so you know you as a whitetail hunter, you know, and I'm, I'm not picking on you, but, you know, you as a whitetail hunter, you know, go sit in your stand for 10, 12 hours. You have no need to cook nothing, right? I mean, you just bring a sandwich or whatever, right? Snacks. Yep. Yeah, you don't need no, you don't need no freaking cooking system. So we started elk hunting. Oh, yeah. We... <laughs> We ain't coming back to the camp every day, so yeah. we had to figure out, you know, how to how to cook. And you know, nowadays they're they're making all kind of cool stuff. Um, we started out with the the uh, jet boil systems, 
and um, and which is similar to this this camp ship right here. But uh, we started out with the jet boil systems, and uh, they work okay. Um, you know, and and over the years we kind of learned their beliefs and their policies, and you know what they believe and what they push, and they kind of go against the you know our beliefs and our hunting heritage. So that's what made me change. I changed to Camp Chef and Camp Chef was actually cheaper and it seems to be a better product to me. So that's just my opinion. But, and you know, they're, they're for what we stand for as far as hunters and conservation. So <clears throat> I'm all for them. And uh, I, I bought two of these little strikers and man, I love them. So in this, in this little gadget right here that I have uh, in this little bag, uh, I got my lid, I got my fuel, uh, and inside there's my actual burner itself. So I take my burner, it locks into my uh, my little pot, and screw in my, my fuel, and boom, within a minute, you're boiling water. And you can do anything with that sucker right there. Um, we've cooked mashed potatoes and beans. rice and beans and um, we usually use peak refueled and uh, mountain house freeze-dried meals and man we're eating in about five to seven minutes you know so that is a lifesaver in the mountain um, it, you know it's really compact um, and it'll save you you know uh, if you if you run out of water or whatever and you know you, you don't have you don't have your filter and you want to boil water you know if you're scared to drink it or whatever you know you can boil it boil it in there before you consume it um man that thing will cook anything light a fire we had no matches no lighter it was like a torrential freaking flood in colorado this past year i remember lighting this sucker right here and putting a stick over there to, to light it man it was instant you know it's got to push light you know yep. that's how that's how me and shelby built the fire and got warm we were soaking wet and deathly cold and yeah we were miserable but that that helped us get the fire going it got us warm so camp chef striker must that's have. what i suggest must have um another I'm trying to speed this up here. Another essential that we live by nowadays is charging systems. Amen. So if you're hunting in the back country, if you're hiking in the back country and you're running your phone with your mapping system or your GPS or your, your smartwatch, your GPS watch or your headlamp, all the you know electrical stuff and the gadgets and stuff that we have nowadays you're going to need some way to keep them charged and this right here is what we use is anchor so um kind of found anchor by accident um me and shelby both ran the gold zero uh rechargers and the solar panels and they work somewhat you know, the first year they worked really well. By the second year, they kind of went to, to poop. So we we uh, we had to jump ship. And um, 
you know, just kind of looking around one day and found Anchor on Amazon. And wow, what a hit. Def that thing right there kind of saved us, right? Oh, no, no question. I mean, that, I don't, I can't remember how many times it charged your, your cell phone uh, oh, while you were out there and uh, charged up the uh, inReach. Mm -hmm. That thing, yeah. and it still had, I think at the end of it, it still had uh, one or two, two bars. Yeah, so we, we did a we did a nice comparison. I think I think I had the uh, the anchor, and Shelby had the the Go Zero, with the uh, with the solar panel, and man, I was just whooping him. Man. I was getting one charge after another, and he was you know he was struggling, and cloud come over, and he couldn't get. <laughs> yeah. So after that, he's like, you know what, man, I have to have one of those. So that's what I suggest. I wouldn't even go the solar panel route. Uh, based off our experiences, um, I think this anchor right here is the 20, 20 megahertz or 20,000 megahertz. I'm sorry. Um, well, I have three of them. Uh, two of them worked really well. If you have two of them in an eight or nine day hunt, you shouldn't need anything else. Those are going to power everything you got for that eight or nine day hunt. Yep, for sure. Amazon, check them out. Okay, so two more essentials. Um, one would be game bags. Yes. So game bags is something that the normal everyday hunter doesn't have or doesn't have to worry about. You know, you're usually loading up your, your deer or whatever on a four-wheeler or a game cart and, you know, backing the truck up to it throwing them in there um isn't quite that simple unless you're a landowner <laughs> it isn't quite that simple in out west um <clears throat> so you got to have some game bags i've dealt with the uh the old trash bag scene and i wouldn't suggest it for a long period of time it will get you by don't get me wrong. A pillowcase would get you by, trash bag would get you by, but I, I wouldn't think for an extended period of time, um, bacteria start setting in, flies would get on it. Yeah, so a good antimicrobial game bag set. They're washable. You put all your quarters in there, all your meat in there. They're compact. Um, You'll need them to, to put on your pack or whatever, strap it all in there. Um, blood does go through them. Um, and you can put a liner, you can line, you can line that with a trash bag so you, you know, blood won't get on your pack or whatever. But you have to have some good game bags. Uh, I run the uh, Caribou Gear, the Wapiti. Um, that that's that's some good ones. Um, I've also used the Black Ovis ones, and uh, there's one more kind. That's what I got. I got the Black Ovis. You, you, you had the Black Ovis. Yeah. Ar Ar Argili or Argali, something like yeah, that. Something like that. Correct, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, yeah, I, I've had I've had three or four different sets. Um, I've used the mule deer ones um, as well from Go Hunt. Uh, I think Go Hunt. They they have these 
uh, carnivore deer or whatever. Um, but I have the, the wapiti and the, and the mule deer. Um, but yeah, man, you got to have those. And the last one is calls. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, in the whitetail woods, other than, you know, you, you can have a grunt tube or rattling horns, but it seems more of a calling sport most of the time for elk hunting. So, a uh, good cow call, whether you're a mouth caller or a, uh, or a, or a hand, hand call, like a, like a hoochie mama um, style call. Um, I, I would say calls is a must when you're elk hunting. Bugle tube, yeah, mouth yeah. calls, hand call. And I, I would say too, man, that for for me, I had some other calls, mouth calls before. Um, I, I mean, I turkey hunted, so mouth call was not something new to me. But obviously, making elk sounds is definitely something new. To me. But we, uh, Brandon turned me on to uh, the Phelps Phelps calls, and their mouth calls, and and this is coming from a, a total rookie on elk calling. The way easier to operate way easier to get the proper sounds out of and they sound really really good for sure i used um rocky mountain calls and uh good calls don't get me wrong really good calls Uh, i have one of their bugle tubes i have a bunch of their uh, latex mouth calls um i can i can blow them they sound really good um, I just find that the Phelps calls are more user friendly, just easier to to blow, and they they also sound really good. So that's what we use Phelps Phelps game calls. You can see right here. So here's the one of the bugle tubes. It's one of the bugle tubes I'll be running this year, the Renegade. Um, you see all the new mouth calls I got right there on the table. Uh, the Maverick. Got that Maverick. <laughs> Talk to me, Goose. Talk to me, Goose. But uh, anyway, so that's that's what we use. Um, we we definitely suggest that you get you some calls, get familiar with them, watch YouTube videos, um, Dirk Durham, the Bugler, you know Phelps. They they all have uh, videos that you can watch to learn how to call. Definitely practice during the summer before you go. So you're not out there sounding horrible. <laughs> but uh, definitely I think calls is essential. You know, that you know, not just trying to locate animals, but also when you get in close, you know, bow hunting, you know, to stop an animal. You know, have that call in your mouth or stop an animal, you know. Uh, gotta have them. Definitely. Okay, so next question was, what calls do I need? Well, we kind of just answered that. Um, so if, you, if you're going to get calls, uh, mouth calls, you know, and mouth call, if you don't have a gag reflex, you know, or, or s- some sort of allergen where you can't put that in your mouth, you know, then, then use a hand, hand call, you know. Um, Primos, I think they have the Hoochie Mama. That's been known to kill some elk, you know. You know, we kind of make fun of those guys, but go ahead and buy them anyway. <laughs> Whatever it takes. 
whatever it takes, you know, it's all good. Now, uh, Vita Kill an Elk, uh, you know, get it, get familiar with it. Um, there's some, a couple of different uh, bugle tubes out there. Some you have to have mouth calls to use and then some you don't. Um, I think there's an easy tube out there now. Um, I think Phelps has an easy tube that you don't need anything. You can just uh, get after it. Uh, Primos has some older uh, bugle tubes that you can use with no no mouth call in there. So, you know, like I say, just get familiar with, uh, with your tool. We say these are tools for the trade, so get familiar with your tool before you go field. Last question before we move on. Um, what do we do for headlights? Well, that's a great question. Really great question. Me and Shelby both ran a couple different styles of headlights. In, in the whitetail woods, what kind of headlights do you run? I I mainly had, I had a browning um, uh -huh. system where it had white, red, and uh, green. And then also, had for a backup, I had a Cyclops. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I think I had a Browning as well. I know I had a Cyclops. I want to say I had something else. A little knockoff lights, um, you know, with the reds and the greens and the little flashing whites and all that stuff, right? You know, I always seem to run out of batteries. And now I never, I never really had anything rechargeable until. I ran across Texas torches. So that's what we both use now. And I'll show you right here. So Texas torches. So Texas torches is what we both use. And let me tell you, that's been a, a game changer. So rechargeable, um, lifetime, uh, well, limited lifetime warranty, uh, fully waterproof. They have the, uh, the red and the white, extremely bright, last forever. Um, very, very durable. I've dropped mine. I, I carry this, put it on my hard hat at work, and uh, the white one, you know, and, and I've, I, I've accidentally took it off and dropped it like 40 feet and it, it hit the concrete. Well, I thought it was, it was done, you know. Any other light I think would have been done. And sure enough, man, got it. You crack the uh, crack the glass a little bit, but that sucker still works. I still got it. Yeah, still got it. Still use it all the time. Um, <clears throat> yeah, these uh, these have been a, a game changer for us. I, I use them if it's predator hunting. You know, the red, the predator series is the red light, and the elite series is the white light. And uh, LED, and we carry both of them, you know, like hiking, hiking will, will, uh, we'll use the red one, you know, we don't want to scare game or whatever. And I use it all, all time down here in South Texas. We hunt nail guy and, uh, predators and stuff. We're big at predator hunting down here, hog hunting. We have lots of hogs. So, uh, man, that red light is, is the ticket down here in South Texas with predators and exotics. Um, and as a matter of fact, while hunting nail guy down here in South Texas, uh, I walked up on an eight point. I wasn't filming. I had, uh, I had some other people with me, but 
walked up on an eight point. I could have spit on him. He was laying down and I had the red light on and I just held it on him. I walked all the way up to him. You know, I, I didn't want to get gored, so I wasn't going to pet him. But <laughs> yeah, he just sat there and he, he wasn't boogered at all, man. He just laid right there. And when I finally got too close, you know, kicking, kicking brush and stuff, he kind of bounced off, but crazy. Red light's awesome. Super, super bright. Uh, white light's super, super bright. I use it, uh, you know, packing out, uh, coming out at night. Uh, when we down something and we're taking care of game. Um, yeah, they've been a game changer for us. And I, I highly recommend them. And uh, as a matter of fact, they are uh, sponsoring this podcast. So, Texas Torches. Check them out. Texas is TXTorches.com. Definitely worth it. All right. So we're just going to run down, run through the list of what we're doing for our Montana gear list. We're going to try to speed this up a little bit. We took a little bit of time on that. Um, we're just going to give you a quick rundown of what our gear list looks like for this Montana early archery elk hunt. All right. Hit me with it, Goose. Well, uh, we definitely want to, you know, for our for our pack. I'm running, like I said, the MRK six. Um, definitely Badlands, right? Uh, yeah, by Badlands. Um, definitely our water filtration system will be in there. Uh, the water bladder, three liters. Um, Gonna be running the crispy boots. Uh, I'm running the Nevadas, and um, we didn't mention it too, but I just got me a new pair of uh, sheep feet. I'm gonna be putting them in there mm -hmm, for sure. Uh, my Badlands uh, camo. I'm gonna be with the approach uh, Badlands approach camo. Definitely gonna need our Mountain Ops, our Ignite, our Yeti, and uh, maybe throw in some Blaze. Uh, our Vortex Optics, then uh, Rangefinder, Binos. Um, we didn't, we didn't, just, we didn't talk about it, but uh, definitely our tent, our TV style tent that we have, move, and um, we're sliding the bunk beds. We got some disco bunk beds to throw in there. Um, calls. Going to be bringing my Phelps calls and my Phelps. Uh, mouth calls and bugle tubes. We're gonna have our hero, my camera here. My uh, hopefully it's working properly. <laughs> my hero tent. <laughs> I uh, definitely gonna have my blades in there. I'm gonna have my um, uh, man. I don't know. I'm drawing a blank. Outdoor edge um, knives with uh, replaceable blades. My mountain money. <laughs> game bags and I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my bow sling my TK bow sling and obviously my tooth to the arrow broadheads and my arrows and my bow oh, show. and tripod and 550 cord too that's pretty much a quick little oh and my Texas torch torches will be there um, that's pretty pretty much what I'm gonna have for for my Montana archery hunt all right I'll give you a quick rundown of what I got. <clears throat> so, uh, for my pack, 
I got, I'm gonna run this uh, Mystery Ranch Marshall. Uh, this is the bigger 6400 cubic inch. Uh, this is this can be an everyday pack or the extreme long backcountry hunt. I'm also gonna be running the Mule, which is gonna be my day pack. I'm probably gonna run it uh, as well because uh, we're gonna be our our plan is in our area we're gonna be uh, we're gonna have our main camp and we're gonna day hunt every day from that camp within a few miles. We're not gonna be hiking extreme distances. We're going to be hunting fairly close and coming back every day. Um, so this is comfortable. This pack is comfortable, so I don't have a problem running that. Um, hopefully, we put an elk in it. So um, that's the two packs. Um, water filtration system. I went over it, but the three-liter Badlands, and I have the two-liter Platypus um, with my filtration system from, um, what's it called? Sawyer? Sawyer. I got my Sawyer. Um, what else? My crispy boots. So I'm gonna be running the Guide series and the Nevada series, and I have the Thor 2 GTX. So I think this particular hunt, I'm gonna I'm gonna run the Thor G, uh, Thor 2 GTX and the Guide series. I think that's the two that I'm gonna bring. Okay, and speaking of uh, boots, also, sheep feet orthotics. Golly, I can't stress enough, man. Those have been a savior. I have bad knees. Shelby has bad knees. Um, <clears throat> we both, you know, have to get injections in our knees um, uh, for, other, for other reasons, you know. Um, and those orthotics has really helped our knee situation and man they they fit to you you know fit to your feet custom feet uh custom fit to your feet um i got them in all my boots shelby has them in all his boots uh, i would I, you know i'm not going to wear any boots without them anymore to be honest with you me either i got them in my tennis shoes right now as we're speaking <laughs> yeah i got them in my work boots and my button boots yeah but um socks i run kinetrek socks the the lightweight, uh, the Montana, the mediums, and the heavyweight. Uh, I'll have those uh, clothes. I run everything Sitka. I'm Sitka gear, uh, everything. So um, I kind of have a limit of what I'm going to bring. I'm not going to bring everything I got, of course. But um, the pants I'm going to run is the Timberline pant, and that's all. that's all I got. That's all I'm bringing. Timberline pant, the good base layer, um, the Merino lightweight, I'm gonna go with a lightweight uh, merino base layer, uh, top and bottom. Uh, the lightweight shirt. Um, I have one one hoodie, and I'm gonna have one jet stream jacket just for just in case. Um, <clears throat> and then for the slicker suit, I'm gonna have the cloudburst slicker suit. Uh, all sitco. Okay, for food, um, I run the peak. Peak refuel. I do have some Mountain House. I like them both. I kind of pick and choose. You know, we kind of run through what tastes good and what don't. You know, so I have uh, both, but mainly Peak refuel. Um, I, I like their products. Uh, honey stingers for um, snacks and a good little recharge. Um, Mountain Ops. Uh, they have some really good protein bars, um, and of course supplements 
and Ignite and Yeti. I love mountain ops. Uh, we have a lot of mountain op stuff in our in our uh, in our boxes in their packs. You know, we we uh, we love their their stuff. Um, it really gets us going, gives us that boost and the energy that we need. You know, um, <clears throat> and they have good supplements too, um, like the Solitude for high country hunts. Uh, if you're getting elevation, you know, you need that um, extra protection from altitude sickness. Especially uh, when you're so coming solitude. from zero altitude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> zero altitude. So, uh, definitely some good stuff from Mountain Ops. Uh, like Shelby mentioned, our tent and stove setup. Um, we are, we, we well, we do hunt from a cargo trailer. Uh, but we are going to stay in a nice, uh, so seek outside, TP style hot tent. Um, really big. It's a nice tent. We've used it a few times. It's, it's, it's really nice. Um, lots of room. We can stand up, do everything that we need to do. Um, you know, get dressed, get our gear packed and everything we need to do without having to crawl around. And so that's, that's a plus to that. Um, the bunk bed system that's new for this year. Um, we have borrowed some and used them and really liked them. So we bought some of our own. Um, really good bunk bed system by Disco Bed. So um, we're going to use those inside the tent. So that's how, that's how big this tent is. It's uh, 14 or 15 foot around uh, at the base. Um, and that's the Red Cliff. Okay, um, we are going to carry the stove just in case it gets really cold. Um, if we need to heat, heat ourselves up. We do have a propane uh, heater, the little buddy heater or whatever. We can hook to propane in case something fails with the stove, but we like to have both options. So we are going to bring it on this trip. <clears throat> uh, of course, our sleeping bags and sleeping pads and all of that stuff. Um, optics. So for this trip, we are going to bring spot scope. Um, <clears throat> Shelby's waiting to purchase his spot and scope. Um, and mainly me and him together, we only need one anyway, because we both have some fine pair of uh, binoculars. So, uh, I have the spot and scope and it is a 15 by 45 by 65 Vortex Viper. We both run Vortex optics and we both love them. I'm really impressed. Very happy with Vortex. Um, the binos that I have are the, uh, the range finding binoculars, they're the Fury HD 5000s. Uh, they're not the applied ballistics ones, although I think within the next year I will purchase those just for the long range shooting that, that, that we do or would like to do more of. Um, <clears throat> but those are uh, about a year old now or almost a year old. Um, I did have to replace those um, Vortex replaced those for me after mine took a tumble down the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> they uh, took right. a tumble all the way down the mountain in Colorado. Now, still usable. I'll give it to them. I watched those suckers fall and hit rock after rock. I just cringed. Cringe, yes. Cringed watching my binoculars bounce off rocks. And I just knew they were toast. 
But I went all the way down there and picked them up and climbed all the way back up. And you know what? I finished the hunt and they didn't break. And Vortex honored their warranty. And uh, we had a hunt within two or three weeks, right? Yep. And they rushed they rushed those out for me and took care of me and got me a new pair before the hunt. You know, and last year with COVID and everything else, shipping and getting products and stuff was so backed up it was unbelievable and vortex made that happen for us so shout out to vortex Oops. so uh calls uh, we already went over the calls brown phelps phelps bugle tubes and mount calls and we're both going to have uh, all those with us charging systems anchors we're both going to have the anchors everything we're going to need to charge our cameras Go, um, GoPros, phones, or you know, mapping system, GPSs, or, or smartwatches. We both run smartwatches, um, GPS watches, so um, headlights. You know, we want to make sure everything is charged. Our big cameras. Uh, we have a lot of equipment, and our anchors take care of all of it for us. So we will have those. As far as cameras go, um, big camera that's filming right now is a Sony A6600. Uh, it's out in the Alpha series. I really love the camera. It's a great camera uh, with the Rode VideoMic Pro and it is awesome. Um, I do like that camera a lot. That's the main camera. Um, I have the GoPro Hero 7 or 8. I forget. 7 I think. And you have the 10 right Shelby? Yeah I have the 10. Yeah, so we got we got a handful of cameras. I have a Canon uh, Vixia um, for a backup. I hardly ever have to pull it out anymore because the Alpha is the Alpha. What can I say? Um, <clears throat> that's kind of about it. Uh, let's see. Oh, my kill kit. Kill kit. So what does my kill kit look like? So I have. 550 cord. I keep a plastic baggie with my license and a pen in there. Um, you know, I want to have all that together so when I do tag out, I don't have to be scrambling and looking. So that's all in there. Um, outdoor edge knives. I, I like the three and a half with the replaceable blades, uh, extra replaceable blades. Uh, we can skin a whole elk with just very few blades. Um, no sharpener, you don't need all the extra junk. It's very lightweight. Really like Outdoor Edge products. I've had several of their knives. Um, oh, what else? You also have their Chow Pow, Outdoor Edge Chow Pow. Oh yeah, yeah, the Chow Pow, which is the, uh, it's like a spork and like a little knife and a little kit for, for eating our meals and stuff. Uh, really handy little gadget. It's lightweight. Um, what else is in the kill kit there, sir? I think that's about it. I really don't use the, I mean, I have used latex gloves, but I kind of find myself not taking the time to put them on. I just do it. So, nah, I really don't have latex gloves in there. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, that's about it on that. Um, 
checking poles. We we are going to run our checking poles on this this hunt, and I do highly suggest those, especially rough terrain, heavy packs, and packing out. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So if you don't have trekking poles, man, cut you a stick or something. But but just that little bit of leverage and uh, stability, man, it helps so much. It's crazy. Now in Colorado, the, that pair I had saved me. I bent them, so I had to buy a new pair this this year. But it uh, it saved me from falling freaking twenty feet off a mountain. Shoot, yeah. Um, <clears throat> going back to the sleeping system, you know the Kuyu. I'm gonna have the Kuyu, and Shelby's gonna have the Badlands. Um, <clears throat> I think that'll do the trick. No matter what the weather is, those two right there do the trick. Oh, and something else new that we're going to try this year is, you know, we kind of learned through experience. Um, even though we have these awesome boots, and great socks, great gear, we're going to try these two different kinds of boot dryers out. Oh, that's right. You know, just because our feet sweat, you know, especially, I don't know why. And in, in, in snow, my feet sweat worse than in hot, early archery seasons. It's kind of weird. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, I find myself, may, maybe it's wearing too many clothes and hiking and getting my sweat on or something. <laughs> I mean, I it, well, it's definitely not your socks because you wear, you know, you wear thin socks, lightweight socks. So, yeah, uh, definitely not the boot. It's so, not it uninsulated. Be, I'm just a hot natured guy, man. I sweat. I'm a heat box. What can I say? We, we need to definitely have a boot car. But uh, I'm, I'm trying uh, a boot dryer. I mean, Amazon, you know, I kind of researched them on Amazon. Um, me and Shelby talked. We say, like, hey, I'm going to try this one. Hey, you try this one. We're going to compare. So we're going to compare and contrast on this hunt. Um, we both kind of tested them out. I'm happy so far. Um, so we'll see. Mine's a G-Force, uh, extreme dry. Um, I can dry a pair of boots and a pair of gloves at the same time or two pair of boots at the same time. And uh, what, what kind did you get? I got the Pete. Um, I'm drawing a blank on which. Is it, it's a Pete dryer, right? It's, a, it's a Pete. Um, man, why am I drawing a... <laughs> Sorry to put you on the spot. There. No, it's, uh, I'm drawing a blank. It's the Pete dryer advantage. Pete dryer advantage. And yours, it, it would do two pairs of each, right, as well? Yes, it's got two pairs of each. It says that it will, and and don't 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 hold me to this, guys. This is this is what the they're saying. Um, they're saying it'll dry up. You know, two to four hours, anything will be dry. So it's the actual full name is the Pete Advantage Plus heated shoe and boot dryer. Gotcha. So it will do two pair of boots and it will run up to four hours and they pretty much guarantee that it will dry your boots in that amount of time. So you, you have a heated mode and then you just have a blower mode um, for cool air, I, you know, your choice. And we're going to test them out and yep. we'll have a full report when we complete our hunt. Yep, we're gonna put them to the test. Um, 
Mine's kind of the same thing. It's on a timer, like a three-hour timer, uh, heat or no heat. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I've tried my my, my son's uh, boots he left out in, in the rain in the back of my truck. So, hey, it worked with those. Dried those in three hours. So, happy so far. We'll see how it performs out there in the field. And and to run those dryers, we, we obviously have to have more than an anchor, right? We have to have some kind of source. So we are going to have to carry a small generator. I have a 2000 watt little portable generator that we're going to run. Um, we're going to have with us just for the boot dryers and, you know, just for backup sake. Um, we are going to have a lighting system so we can shoot our bows at night. Um, when we come back after our hunts, which I highly suggest that you do. Yeah. Um, so that's why we're going to have the, uh, the generator with us. Um, speaking of bows, I didn't even talk about my bows. So <clears throat> bows I'm going to run, uh, bows I have is the Matthews, the verdicts. I have two verdicts is identical. Um, the same site, same rest, same everything. That way I can interchange them in case something happens on the mountain. You know, we're 1,000, 1,500 miles away from home. You know, I, you know, we're hunting in the middle of nowhere. I don't want to have to run several hours or, or, you know, ruin my hunt because I broke a string or, you know, whatever. So I have a spare and uh, I have both of those with me. Um, <clears throat> of course, shooting my Tooth of the Arrow broadheads. Uh, if you haven't seen them, I would definitely check them out. They got great product, super sharp, um, solid, man, super solid broadheads. They fly straighter than anything I've ever seen. It's crazy. I've shot a lot of different broadheads. Uh, definitely suggest those. They have the solid, um, the solid veins or whatever. Uh, and then they have the, the open ones, ported, I guess you can say. Um, I have both. The 125 grain is what I shoot. Uh, tested the 175 grain. Um, they got some good stuff. So we killed uh, the one elk in Idaho in 2020 with the tooth of the arrow, and it did some damage. And you know what? We pulled that broadhead out of that elk, and it looked like it was never shot. Yep. So still super sharp, and it went through a shoulder, uh, rib cage and now on into the esophagus. I mean, fletching deep. <laughs> so, um, anyway, tooth of the air broadheads, black eagle arrows running the carnivores. I'm 550 grains. Um, my TNK um, bow harness. Man, that thing is awesome. I'm excited to get to use that. Um, I haven't got to use mine yet, so I'm excited on that. But that's about it. Me, me and Shelby were kind of we're looking at different, um, like as far as a base camp cooking system and a base camp shower system. We have portable showers that we use, um, and I say portable because they're like the little sun showers. Um, <clears throat> you know, we just fill up water and we put them out in the sun, and hang them up in a tree, take a shower. Um, works great. Um, we've used a couple different brands of those and uh, we're definitely going to have them with us but we are talking about uh, having some more luxurious items but our only concern is mobility that's the main thing and mobility is key 
we want to stay mobile as, as much as we can. We don't want to set out a huge camp with all this stuff going on, you know, and then there's no elk there. <laughs> we have to pack up, you know. Pack it up uh, and relocate. Pack it up and relocate, which we, we've done uh, lots of times. But the less stuff you have and the easier it is to do that, and the more mobile you are, your chances increase of finding elk staying on elk. Because um, it can be a pain in the butt to set up camp, and it takes a lot of time, and that's the time you could be hunting. Yep. But anyway, I think that's about it for our gear list. We hope that you've learned something. If you stuck with us, uh, we appreciate it. You know, like I said, we've been working on other product, uh, projects, and... Uh, we're trying to stay busy, trying to get content out there, you know, in the off season and stuff. We got some cool hunts coming up and uh, hopefully we can keep uh, getting some stuff to you guys. Definitely, man. We're going. I didn't, I didn't run it through. I, I forgot my, my setup too. I didn't know, probably should probably throw out there. Um, yeah. I'm running, uh, as far as the bows, running the Matthews Z7 Extreme. My backup is the uh, switchback, and they're not exactly the same. Obviously, they're two different style bows, um, but they're pretty close. It's just the Z7 is a newer little model than the switchback, but I, I love them both. They're both super accurate. But I'm running on my site, which I changed, which I learned the hard way. I went from a single pin to a five pin, site i run the axle uh carbon accutouch super super light um but it gives you you know up to 60 yards and then you can dial in after that i've got everything sighted into to 100 but when it, action's happening quick and elk are moving in you don't need time to have a sliding uh site <laughs> to try to move yeah. your yardage yeah so I switched to that and then I definitely switched from the, I, I was running ACCs um, for forever. Um, and I switched to the uh, Black Eagle carnivores. Love them uh, with the tooth of the arrow. And the biggest thing that I would add to the tooth of the arrow is like Brandon was saying, they're, they're everything he said and more, but here's a little tip. If you're tired of shooting broadheads at your targets and destroying them with tooth of the arrow, you can, if you want, I mean, by all means, but once you shoot it and you realize it's flying exactly the same as your field tips, your targets will last extremely longer. So I, <laughs> that is what, and Brandon showed me too. And, and then, and literally, what was it two days before we were leaving or a day before we we're leaving <laughs> yeah something like that and i switched broadheads which never happens to me i was running <laughs> another broadhead and brandon's like man shoot this and sure enough it flew exactly the same i didn't have to change anything and i'm still running it and it still shoots the same the 125 grain like i said we're running the vintage series they are phenomenal super sharp and they are tough when they say they they're machined out of a solid piece of steel they are true and it's american made so yep 100 percent 
100%. We'll have a, a, a link in the description too for those. Uh, there's a code you can use to uh, get 15% off to the Diero. Awesome product. Awesome, awesome product. Keep it American. Amen. Anyway, now we're going to sign off and uh, hit you guys next time. Sounds like a plan. All right. Later. Thank you guys for listening to Zero Altitude Outdoor Podcast. We appreciate any feedback, positive or negative. Don't forget, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Zero Altitude Outdoors.